This is Bobby Guy with the 10 Minute Health BizCast. This is album four, track six. With us today is Jennifer Newell, who's the founder and CEO of Betty's Company. She's a graduate of Belmont University, and she spent a number of years working in marketing in both healthcare and higher education. She started a new kind of women's health company, which we'll see combines her experience from both settings. Betty's Company has just started seeing patients, and we're happy to have Jennifer with us here today. Jennifer, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to share with you um, how we have started with Betty's Company, or Betty's Co. for short. So thank you so much for having me. So tell us about the mission of Betty's Co. and what it does. The mission of Betty's is to normalize women's health care for young women. And what we mean by that is to create an environment that destigmatizes really the health care needs that younger women face. And we kind of in healthcare have um, left younger women out without much direction on when they need to start seeing a gynecologist, what women's healthcare really means. And that's essentially what Betty's wants to do. We want to come in and we want to carve out this niche in the market and really focus on what they need and provide them with the care, the products, and the support to help them stay well. What was the genesis for Betty's Co? It's really a combination of factors. I have a background in healthcare. I, I kind of stumbled into it back in you know, 2008 and worked mostly in marketing and business development uh, for a healthcare consulting company. So I spent you know, the better part of a decade listening to health system executives talk about how difficult it is to run a medical group. And so I decided, I think I'm going to start a medical group. And um, I had that experience, right? It's a little funny. So I had that experience. But of course, as a woman, I also had my personal experience of entering into women's healthcare at a young age. When I was 17, I was diagnosed with a condition called premature ovarian failure, which essentially means that my body doesn't produce the hormones that are needed to feed my reproductive system. And so the result is infertility plus, you know, a lifelong need for hormone replacement therapy. And as a 17-year-old, Getting the diagnosis wasn't my traumatic experience. It was the five to six years that followed where I had to navigate a really complex health system that didn't know how to serve younger women very well. And that's not a dig on providers, you know, physicians and clinicians who are very capable of serving younger women. It's really the entire environment and the model that requires a patient to manage his or her own health care. But as a 17-year-old, you don't really know how to do that. You don't know what's normal, what questions to ask. And if that provider only has 10, maybe 15 minutes to spend with you, it's really hard to communicate in a way that that provider can care for you well. And so it's those two things that really came together and for me. And I had this light bulb moment in 2017 that we really needed to do something as a healthcare industry that served younger women. And by doing so, I strongly believe that we can create a new narrative around women's healthcare in this country that is going to, as I mentioned, help destigmatize a lot of the issues surrounding women's healthcare that that cause younger women, not just younger women, but really all women, to feel um, unseen and unheard and uncared for. I love that. So, how is Betty's Co. looking to do that? How do you see integrating with patients and um, and changing the way that we do this? 
With this particular demographic, the Betty's demographic, we're talking about Gen Z. Gen Z is going to be tech savvy. They're really pragmatic. They have expectations of brands that are really well known and offer consistency. There are things about Gen Z that will make it difficult for healthcare providers to aren't innovating to really reach them in a way that's going to resonate. And so that's where we're really focused. We're focused on what is important to our particular demographic because we essentially have to create demand among a group of people who don't realize they need these services. We're taking a really consumer-oriented approach. One of the most important things with that is technology, creating a seamless experience so that they don't have to pick up the phone and call somebody to get their questions answered or to make an appointment. Gen Z doesn't want to do that. They don't want to talk on the phone. So we're doing everything from um, developing a custom patient portal well, where they will be able to not only schedule their own appointments, but there will be a chat function with the care coordinator that they can get real-time information very quickly about their needs, whether it's their personal healthcare needs or larger questions related to things like, you know, billing, appointments, medical records, lab orders. That's one way that we are trying to do things in a unique way that really caters towards Gen Z is give them that custom experience and that seamless technology. Um, the other thing, which also relates to technology, is the settings in which we will care for them. So we are a digital first healthcare company, meaning, you know, everything that we're going to do is tech enabled. And we also provide virtual care. And we think that virtual care is going to be the majority of the visits that we facilitate. We are, though, going to focus on some in-person care via a mobile clinic. This is going to allow us to meet our, our Bettys. We call our customers our Bettys. Our Bettys where they are. That's on their phone, on their computer, but also on their college campus or in their neighborhood or at their work where our mobile clinic can go to where they aggregate and they can have easy access to care. The, the other addition to that that I, I want to mention is this concept around the consumer-oriented approach. So we're trying to create demand among this demographic and we want to reach them beyond the, the four walls of the visit or even the screen of the visit. We really want to have an impact on their lives, you know, day in and day out. So we are creating a, a retail space online as well as a pop-up shop in our mobile clinics that uh, is called the Awkward Shop, where we are really re-envisioning how, you know, younger women buy their feminine health products. So that's, you know, their, their pads and their tampons, their, their feminine hygiene products, also sexual health products, wellness products, and then fun things like bottles and journals and um, T-shirts, the gifts that are going to make it feel like more of a boutique experience that will help them to feel more comfortable with their engagement with us. So it doesn't feel like a sterile clinic. It's a fun shop that I want to go explore. And that's all part of normalizing women's health is really creating this new experience around it. That aspect is going into our total lifestyle brand, um, which we want to scale to a national level, even before we can care for patients on a national level. And that's going to be a very rich uh, lifestyle site that has a lot of content about women's health needs. It's a community for young women, so they can feel seen and heard. They can ask questions to the community. Our medical professionals respond to them on our website. And we really cover all of the topics that you know, they want to learn about and need to learn about in a way that is interesting to them. And again, really meets them where they are. There's so many lives that are affected that fall within this bracket and we're not thinking about it generally as a, as a healthcare population we need to be taking care of. Yes, really. I like to say from period until real family planning, meaning 
fertility needs, you know, a person says, I want to become pregnant, or I want to explore um, how to how to grow my family. And that just transitions them into a new set of healthcare needs. And there are, you know, this is one of the interesting things about women's healthcare in the country is it's so focused on pregnancy. The entire conversation is about pregnancy. And I think healthcare professionals have focused on that, whether intentionally or unintentionally, the market has taken us to that space. Politically, it's it's about pregnancy. You know, we're either trying to prevent it, achieve it, or manage it. And if you don't fit inside those three buckets, the buckets of pregnancy, then, you know, we collectively have kind of left you out to dry. And we really need to reframe the narrative around women's health care and starting with younger women who aren't thinking about pregnancy and taking pregnancy somewhat out of the equation because we don't offer obstetrical services. We're gynecology, mental health, and wellness care. By taking pregnancy off of the table and really focusing on the aspects of women's health that matter to this demographic, where they are in their lifestyle or where they are in the course of their lives, that's what we want to focus on. That's how we think we're going to help to normalize women's health care. You know, you mentioned the demographic again. I, I don't think about it in terms of age too much. Um, if I put my marketing hat on, I probably do. We're really focused on college students. But of course, that kind of goes younger, ages younger into high school. But we have, you know, young women who, who start their periods at eight, nine and 10 years old. And, you know, they have several years before they're going to see an OBGYN and they haven't yet begun to understand what might be normal for their menstrual cycle. And that's going to determine so much about their health care, about how they feel in their body is whether they're getting sleep, how much energy they have, how much they want to eat. A lot of that is determined by the hormones that are produced um, and how the their menstrual cycle really is. That's really cool. So as we close, let me ask, if you could change one thing about healthcare right now, what would it be? Affordability. It's a really big problem and it's hard in the place that we live in in women's healthcare for this particular age range um, to convince our Bettys that they need to spend their very limited funds on, on healthcare related activities. And um, some have insurance, some do not. There are a host of women that we serve who make a little too much money to qualify for any type of assistance, um, but they don't make enough money to be able to spend you know, $150 on a visit. And so what I see in the market is I see the cost of care for them, even when in light of other healthcare costs, it's relatively low for preventive services, I still see them putting off that care because of the fear of the cost and getting them to commit to their healthcare in a way that is going to help them in the long term. And for women's healthcare, that can have devastating effects, you know, when those those people are trying to go become pregnant and realize it might be really hard for them to become pregnant. And if we could snap our fingers and make healthcare immediately affordable to everybody in this country, I'm not going to make recommendations on exactly how we do that, but that's the one thing I would change. Jennifer, very exciting what you're doing. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Really appreciate you having me. This has been the 10-Minute Health BizCast, broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us.